Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of port wine stain found under the dermatology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A five-week-old girl is brought into the pediatrician's office for evaluation of a birthmark. According to her mom, this red birthmark has been present since birth and has not really changed. Physical exam demonstrates that she has a pink to purple macular patch involving the left cheek. The lesion is unilateral with a sharply demarcated border along the facial midline. Her parents are counseled about the fact that this lesion may persist for her entire life. A referral is made to a pediatric dermatologist for potential pulse dye laser therapy. Let's continue with an introduction to port wine stain. Clinically, this is defined as a type of benign capillary malformation that presents as a purplish or port wine-colored birthmark on the face and neck. It is also known as nevus flamius. In terms of the genetics, this is seen in Sturgey-Weber syndrome. It demonstrates an autosomal dominant inheritance pattern, and mutations are in the GNAQ gene, and it is an activating mutation. Conditions that are associated include Sturgey-Weber syndrome, also known as encephalotrigeminal angiomatosis. There is glaucoma, especially with periorbital port wine stains, and eczematous dermatitis. In terms of the epidemiology, this is seen in less than 1% of newborns. Demographically, it commonly involves newborns and is the most common vascular malformation of the skin. In terms of the location, it typically affects the face and the neck. Risk factors include a family history. In terms of the pathogenesis, this is caused by ectatic superficial papillary dermal capillaries characterized by vascular dilatation and no proliferation. This is thought to result from neural deficiency of sympathetic innervation of the blood vessels and increased vascular endothelial growth factor inducing vasodilation. Moving on to the presentation, patients will present with a persistent purple or dark red birthmark present on the face since birth but they will typically be asymptomatic. On exam, in childhood, one may note pink, red, or purple flat macular patches with well-demarcated borders. These may blanch somewhat with external pressure. In adulthood, the lesion may progress to a deep red or purple, and it may become raised and papular with a cobblestone-like surface. Remember that most lesions are in one of the divisions of the trigeminal nerve and are typically unilateral. In terms of further imaging, MRI with gadolinium is indicated if Sturgey-Weber syndrome is suspected, and when making the diagnosis, this is clinically diagnosed. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about a capillary hemangioma. With regards to treatment, conservative options include cosmetic cover-up. This is indicated if the lesions are a source of psychological stress for patients. Procedural options include pulse dye laser therapy. This is indicated as first-line treatment, and if lesions are a source of psychological stress for patients, it can lead to lightening of the port wine stain without any scarring. Complications related to port wine stain include cosmetic disfigurement and associated psychosocial impairment. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, port wine stains are present at birth and do not spontaneously resolve. The lesions become thicker and darker with increasing age. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to port wine stain, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. 
For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A four-month-old male infant with no known medical history is brought in by his parents who recently immigrated from Pakistan. The parents are concerned about three episodes of convulsions over the last month. The patient's birth history is uncomplicated, and the infant has not had any recent fevers or coughs. He has also been feeding regularly. On presentation, the patient is noted to have a port wine stain in the V1 and V2 distributions. Which of the following is most likely to be an important condition to monitor in this patient? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Coronary artery aneurysm Choice 2. Intussusception Choice 3. Uveitis Choice 4. Increased intraocular pressure Or Choice 5. Blood in the stool The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Increased intraocular pressure The patient in this clinical vignette likely has Sturgey-Weber syndrome, given the port wine stain and history of seizures. Patients with Sturgey-Weber syndrome can commonly develop glaucoma at an early age and should be monitored for increased intraocular pressure. Sturgey-Weber syndrome is a congenital neurological and skin disorder that presents with glaucoma in 30-70% to 70 of patients, often presenting at birth. In children, glaucoma may be observed as leukocoria or bupthalmos. Due to the early onset of glaucoma, intraocular pressure should be monitored to initiate medical or surgical therapy to avoid permanent vision loss. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Sturgey-Weber syndrome is not associated with coronary artery aneurysms, which can be seen as a long-term complication after recovery from Kawasaki disease. Choice 2. Intussusception can be seen in patients with Henoch-Shunlein purpura. Choice 3. Uveitis can be associated with patients with HLA-B27 or Bichette's disease. Choice 5. Blood in the stool may be observed in patients with coagulopathies, such as von Willebrand disease or in Crohn's disease. Finally, a bullet summary. To avoid vision loss, patients with Sturgey-Weber syndrome should be monitored for glaucoma starting at birth. That's all for this review about port wine stain. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.